guys, what's up? So in the Mental Floss series, today's episode is about Arky Moms. Two of my friends, Anta and Veronica, has agreed to talk to me about the pandemic and how it affected their lives. It's a perspective that I've yet to hear anybody talk about directly coming from Arky Moms, who are women of color. I've known these two ladies separately for a very long time, and we ended up working together at one point. They both are great project managers, project architects. They are passionate about this profession. It's the work-life balance of every day, every minute, of every hour. Just a side note, they are coming from a two-parent household with kids under the age of seven. So I'm not talking about single moms or parents with teenagers or even kids over the age of eight (laughs) or maybe double digits, 10. Parenting comes in all shapes and sizes. And this is just a snippet of their lives that we're talking about and their experiences and it may resonate, it may not resonate. And I'm not a parent at all. I do have friends that are. And so we check in with each other every so often just to see mentally how we're doing. I'm using Zoom right now as a um, way to conduct my interviews. And we ended up FaceTiming. It was just like, oh, we're FaceTiming. It's not really necessary. I'm not putting it up at all because we all look like crap. It's a good conversation. We focused on the topic of parenting in the pandemic as an architect. So, anyways, short and sweet. Here you go. Thank you, ladies, for for doing this. I really appreciate it. Sure. Uh, you're welcome. Do it. I wrote some questions down. All right. So I just want to start off with the basics. We all used to work together at a X firm. We're not going to mention any firm names. Okay. But before that, I knew each of you individually. Oh, I didn't know you knew Veronica. Yeah. Wow. So way I back. Way back. Before Mike and kids. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Oh, before wow. Mike and kids. Before and then we lost track of each other until... That's so cool. We worked together. And then the I black met, company too. I can't remember how I met you specifically, Anta. We met online. We met on a date, a blind date, remember? I didn't get anything. I we didn't go like first base or anything. We so. went to oh I think it was Brett. Oh yeah, because it was Barbara, right? Barbara. Yeah. Oh, I used yeah. to work on that other black company. Yeah. yeah. That was snack. But but you and Veronica used to work together too, right? Yes. Right. Before together. that first where we had we were the three of us, yes. Oh. That was another adventure. <laughs> that was that was uh right now I don't think it was so crazy going through what I've gone through now. I think it's really I mean, it was insane, but every place is insane. Well, and I think in that place that we worked together before, Anta, the team was awesome. 
Yeah. I think the coworkers were, fun. that was, the, that was part of. And that's like, that's the good thing in the, the place we all work together too. I mean, there's really, really, really good people. Yeah, true. Well, I had, I had really good teams and I had not so good teams. So. But that's, that's what it is. Yeah. You have good teams and you have bad teams or maybe just one person that is great or then everybody else is great and one that it's not, but I mean, yeah, it's, all, it's I mean, all the same. It was a good experience though. It was kind of, it's kind of fun. It's nice. It's kind of fun. Weird way. So we're going to focus um, on working from home, mm -hmm. being a mom all at the same time. This is the parent issue of it. My last podcast was just, I call it a mental floss because I had to take a break with what was going on uh, in the world and how it affected me personally. And I've decided to talk to you guys as well as other people just to get on specific topics. Oh, well, to go back, we were checking in on each other. We still are. We, we check in on each other to see how we're doing. So I'm doing a checkup, but for the podcast listeners. And part of this checkup is how are you guys handling and juggling just being an architect and a mom and your home with your husband and your kids. My first question is, have you guys worked from home before with your family? Well, sometimes when one of the kids is sick, it happens, but never this, this intensely has been really maximum i've done was three days in a week because one of my boy was really was pretty sick and but then i could have help i call a babysitter to to help me out and now that is not possible anymore so this is a complete new reality yeah in my case we have i have not worked from home specifically in this company where I am currently right now, because it was just a new policy now with this coronavirus that we started. But we were lucky that we had the nanny coming in for a little bit until it was like the Maryland shut down and then we can't, nobody, everybody has to stay home, whatever. So our nanny wasn't feeling too comfortable coming to. So then we had the kids here. It's a different, it's a different reality. It's a different reality, but I guess you have to juggle it like I like my current my current work situation they're very flexible in time wise so I start my day at 6 30 and then I end up 3 30 in the afternoon and then that kind of staggers a little bit between my hours the nanny zooming in with the kids and the kindergarten classes and then Mike's work and meetings and whatever it's a juggle with the zoom meetings everywhere all the time seriously it is impossible so what are your what are your kids age how many kids you got and how old are they okay i have two have a seven-year-old boy second grade and a five-year-old girl kindergarten they both have distance learning and it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier because i mean that's what schools do they they want to teach our kids but there's a point that they have more meetings than I do. 
we have a day that Matiz, the boy, has four meetings. Uh, Carolina has two plus the ballet class, and I have two. My husband has uh, I don't know how many, and it's just I'm always late. So this is just one of the aspects um, of the whole crazy business. And I have a similar, not similar, but I, I have a very flexible schedule. I, I start at 6.30 to 10.30, and then I work a bit in the afternoon, and then I work whenever I can. And... Late night, yeah. 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 Late nights are like a must, I guess. I don't know. At least in my case, I have to do at least two hours after the kids have gone to bed. I, I, I use the weekends, because sometimes I'm just so tired, they're just, the, the hours at night are not productive enough. Yeah. I need to work on the weekend. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, my, I, my kids, in, my, in our case, I, had, I, I have three kids. A boy that is in kindergarten, which is six. Maya, which is four. And Marco, who is three years old. So the two younger ones are here with a nanny, usually. And she was coming in the first week that Max's school was interrupted was fine. She was here. I was working from home and everything was a joy because I had no problems, right? The nanny was taking care of the kids. I was working my eight hour days and even a little bit more just because she was here. I didn't have to commute and whatever else. But then after we all had to stay home and the nanny was not coming in, then that's when it got in trouble because you have to get I mean, the nanny still zooming in with our two younger ones. And I guess they're used to be home. So they're used to the routine. All the materials are, our basement is sort of like set up like in a Montessori way. So they know what they have to do. But still, I mean, the three-year-old is sometimes impossible that he doesn't want to work. He, he needs attention one-on-one, basically. So it's a little bit harder for him. But uh, the kindergartner is doing well with his meetings. He doesn't have them many, but we we have been, I I don't know, it's just hard to tell. I wish he could have more meetings throughout the day. I know it's probably a struggle, but one hour a day is probably not enough for him that he's currently having. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just what it is. We try to get them out in the backyard, ride bags, like in the neighborhood, but... Uh-huh. That's all we do, and we don't go anywhere. The only one that is getting out is basically my husband, Mike, going out for getting groceries really late, and that's it. Stay, staying with the kids, did you guys tell them what was going on? Actually, my boy, second grader, he, he knew it. He was very, he was scared since maybe two months before the lockdown. Because that was all the kids were talking in school. And at that time, I was a little, okay, don't worry about it. It's not coming in. You're safe. And he, he was a little bit obsessed with it. And then when it got started getting real, there's a possibility that we all had to stay home. And, and just before that, while we're not home, but everyone was pretty scared because we had to commute. We had to go to school and go to work. And people were getting sick, then he, he started talking a lot about it. And my husband and I, and I had my mom here at the time, she lives in Portugal, she was visiting. We were talking a lot about it. And I, unfortunately, I don't think I shelter them enough. 
I I think I was pretty anxious and I think I let it I let it out and they they both understand what's going on. They seem to be happy now because everyone is a little bit more settled. And no one is so scared anymore because this is a new normal, but they they definitely know. Uh, we had a, a point and Matthias was really upset because he couldn't go to school and he wanted a real play date and no more Zoom play dates. Right. And yeah, the the they they know, but I think they they understand and I think they're I mean they're adaptable. They're they're getting used to it. What were you thinking when you started asking you all these questions? Were you did you feel guilty? How was your own anxiety? Yeah, that that was part of maybe a small part of my anxiety, the fact that I I wasn't able to to shield them from from my own stress and my own anxiety. And I remember especially those days before uh, working from home that I would get home with them from school. And obviously, I mean, they're all dirty. They come from aftercare, been playing on the ground. And I'm just saying, okay, go wash your hands and take care of your clothes. And, and they were upset because why we need to do that? Why? Why can't we just go and play? And and then I, I would lose my temper. And, and I was really upset about it. And then there was a crying fit. And we were all upset. And it was like probably a couple of weeks like this to, until until we could all settle down a bit. Yeah, because they didn't understand why I need to clean. I have to rip off my clothes and <laughs> why? They didn't yeah, understand any of that stuff. I just want to go play. Why do I have to do all this stuff? And they were okay with the wash, the hand washing, and singing uh, A B C D. So yeah, that was fun. That is the same with like our kids. And I think the only one that has more focus on it was our six-year-old. Because he's going to, he was going to school and he was like getting all this extra information. Uh, we talk to them all the time. They know like they, their soccer classes, their ballet classes, their swim classes canceled. Now they can't go anywhere. They are asking now for it. They're starting to, I mean, they're used to be home, but now they're starting to, I want to go to swim class. Where, not, where are my goggles? Can I just <laughs> go out and swim? And I was like, so we, we had to order a big pool for our backyard because the summer is going to be here. We're not going to be going to swim and, and might as well get them to practice a little bit more. I mean, it's, it's 30 inches deep. It's not really a big, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, but it, it's, it will get them some energy out in the summertime. So, so you got the pool. <laughs> you got a pool. Yeah. And I was telling Mike, you better order it now because they're going to be out of stock. <laughs> so, true. so, so we got a pool. So yeah. And then we, I mean, we just basically are going to be living in the backyard in the summer. We'll probably need to do some mosquito remediation at some point. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, we had to buy a lawnmower because they used to come and do our yard, but now we don't want anybody in the backyard other than us. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's, I think the kids are getting used to it, but they are definitely asking, like they see kids riding their bikes and their age and they Maya for example starting to wanting to talk to kids and or just try to be social and we're like sweetie come over here and it's just us the other parents are in the same way they just want to shield their kids I mean it's, 
it's obvious, right? Mm-hmm. It's really sad. I feel like I'm teaching my kids to be afraid of people, generally. And it's really awful. We go for walks on Rock Creek Park, and it's just, okay, stay away from anyone. Don't, don't. We're going to be like little antisocial. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. I mean, hopefully they'll learn other skills, like how to use the computer better. I mean, how to type, how to log in. I mean, it's hard with, in my case, because our kids obviously don't know how to read. So you have to do all the login for them and at the right time. And then you need to juggle your work time. It, it is, it is, it took us a little bit to get adjusted to the schedules, but still set up this account, find another computer because I'm working on this one. And I mean, it's, it's yeah, we had to order another, another computer for the kids. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel lucky that we're not in a limited situation that we can afford to have those devices. I but agree. think about it. If somebody has to work from home, they have to use their computer and then the kidneys to log in and the other parent has to do it too. I mean, it's, it's sad, but I'm... yeah, that's a big point because even with your spouse, like your spouse needs the computer. So that's yeah. like three computers. If you have three, you, your husband or your significant other, your, and your kid, and you have multiple kids. Yeah. The right? multiple kids a bit. Cause we thought, we thought we had it covered. And I mean, we're lucky cause Bruno and I, we got computers from the office, but then the kids that I, I iPads and I'm just thinking and we we're lucky we can we can order a computer on the whim. Yeah, exactly. And call Amazon and we're sorted. I know our school was asking before they closed who has a computer, do you have internet? Because some kids don't mm-hmm. don't have access. I feel all the material they're giving us is overwhelming. It is so much I gave up on Spanish. Sorry Veronica, I gave up on the Spanish. I gave up on the art bits following whatever we do probably one art project every two weeks and we're trying to do uh maths and english and that's it because it's just too much i i cannot keep track right in in montgomery county they gave chrome books to some of the kids that needed needed it obviously we didn't want to take anyone's place but mike was lucky that that had an, another laptop so we could use that for the kids but but yeah if if you're not in a situation that you can afford it then it's it's a hard thing for families and if you don't have internet i mean now montgomery county is giving uh printed packets of all the materials mm-hmm. for the kids because some obviously some don't have access to printers there's ways they're trying to get it better at it what about schedules? Your typical week. How do you guys balance everything? There's no balance. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> I remember, Auntie, you showed us, you and Bruno finally did a schedule. We did a schedule, and it's, it's very flexible. Because uh, mainly Bruno, for his type of work now during a crisis, he has to work much more. So he, he would, if it wasn't for the school issue and the kids issue he would probably be working 12 hour days so there's a lot of me trying to cover for him and still doing my work 
and well, on the other hand, he has some flexibility and some days he's taking, like next week he's taking some days off because he, he, he needs, he needs to calm down. He needs some time just to recover uh, from all the spurts. So those days that he takes off, I managed to work a little bit more, but basically, yes, I theoretically start at 6.30 and I do 6.30 to 10.30 and this is good not to have a commute, but this is, that's why this is possible. Yeah. So basically, yeah, wake up, have a shower, coffee, and I start working. And then I can log in four hours before my turn of taking care of the kids. In the meantime, Bruno starts with the kids with their morning meetings, and hopefully he does some work with them. And then I start at 10.30 to 12, and... That's sometimes I have some, some of my meetings bleeding to these, this time that is not only kids time. And then I use the iPad. So they are entertained. Uh, and then we have lunch and then, then is the negotiation. When can Bruno uh, stop work so I can log in? And normally it's around three thirty four 4 PM. So then this doesn't give me a full day all the way to dinner time. So that's when I, have sometimes to work at night or work on the weekend and I've been using PTO. I work 6 30 at least until lunch time. I get it's so much cooking these days. I don't have any kids and I'm cooking all yeah. the time. So then it's lunchtime. I prepare lunchtime. I, I try to get them all ready, fed. Marco sometimes goes down for a nap. I need to lay down with him for a nap. I mean, the other day I was connected to a meeting and then laying down with him so he could just relax and calm down. Multitasking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and eventually he fell asleep. I came back to the computer and log in. The other two kids are a little bit more independent. They can go in the backyard and play a little bit. Uh, and then Max, Max logs into his school time. Then Mike starts kind of melting into, into where we can work. I try to stop working between at 3.30. And then I get into full time with the kids uh, and then Mike can work more in the afternoons until probably 7 p.m. And then it's dinner time. Like we are trying to do lunch together as a family. He does breakfast. I do dinners with the kids. And, and then we just do bath time together. But I mean, another aspect we were thinking that we are in a way lucky to be having young kids and be at at this time at home it's very nice to enjoy the way mm -hmm. they are growing right it, we don't have like a teenager that is willing and so desperate to get out or not be in the house or something like that you know or i don't i mean i don't know maybe uh, i don't have a teenager so i cannot <laughs> I cannot say but i can imagine <laughs> i was that way <laughs> so 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 we're lucky to be kind of sort of enjoying them more. Like I used to when, I, when I'm at 6 or in the morning in the office, I never see my kids in the morning. They're still asleep when I leave the house. Everything is dark and I just get to work and then I don't see them until I come back from work. Mm -hmm. So it's been really nice that I'm here working in the basement and they come at whatever time they wake up, they give me a kiss and then they go play with their dad because they know I'm working. So, but it's, it's a different, it's a different feeling that I'm probably going to be missing. Yeah. So it being the positive side, I guess it's nice to, 
they still cuddle, they still want to do movie nights. I mean, we're trying to find karaoke in YouTube. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's what it is. So might as well get the good out of it. Right, right. That's true. There, there are some good things. There are some yeah. good things. The, yeah, there's good times with the kids. There's good times in family. There's no commute, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, I love that. And the flexibility that we actually can work at whatever time, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's God given because no one complains anymore that you're not in the office the core hour. So, so yeah, you work at night, you work in the morning, you work whenever you fit. And and obviously we have teams like we're architects. We don't work by ourselves. We need to be right. connected with our teams. But then, hey, there's all this technology that helps you talk with your team and keep everyone informed and, and keep the ball rolling. I think actually that is that is working really well, and I f- I do have time. I mean, I do exercise a lot with the kids, which I wouldn't I wasn't doing at all before. <laughs> before, yeah, nothing. I wasn't doing anything. Now is I'm I'm trying at least to stay active, just because we're we're not moving at all. There's no commute. There's no walking for lunch or anything, and and I do feel healthier. So I hope. At least there's some things we can bring back when we get back in our offices that no one will find the weird that we can work from home at least a couple of days a week. I mean, it's possible and mm-hmm. everyone will be healthier. Mm-hmm. So what's your workspace like at home? Did you have to create one or you had one and now it was not? Like, how, how is it now? We did have an office here, like a desk with one, with a computer that it was just to use for us to pay bills, whatever, home things. And so that became my space because I started working from home at first. Uh, Then Mike's office, we thought that we could add his desk here in the same room. But there was one time that the day that we both had to work at home, he had meetings, I had meetings. And no, I think either one of us needed their own space just to the way we talk in meetings and it's just a professional different situation that you don't usually see your spouse doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just that i'm different mm-hmm. so he now has his own space i had my own space the kids had other space and yeah we had to separate the kindergartner from the other two younger ones because he basically that's what we were told in the school that he needed to have his own space a desk preferably and so he could concentrate on his things and his work so we're again we're pretty lucky we already had a, a pre setup space for an office which is the attic and that's where i am now Mm-hmm. And it's nice and peaceful. It's funny because we need to have access to the kids' bedroom. So, so in the morning when I'm working, they come here when they're in their pajamas to say good morning. It's really I know that's that's lovely. I love <laughs> it. Really and we we have a system. My husband and I that we both have our desks here in the attic in the office. So this is for the quiet space. And then there's a little desk, the dining room where the kids have their space set up for their school which is if we really need to if we really really need to work while the while with the kids or have a meeting i have a bunch of meetings with them in the background 
uh, or if they're both entertained with something else and you can actually squeeze a couple of minutes of work, that's where we do it. And we can keep, keep connected with the team too, which is important. So it's a bit like we have laptops. So at the time to switch, we switch our laptops. He goes downstairs, I, I go upstairs and, and it's, that works okay. That works okay, it's fine. Managing an architecture project in an architecture firm has lots of moving parts. After experimenting with several different programs, I realized that I needed a software that is customizable for multiple tasks. The more I talked to other firm owners, the more I realized there was a void where my firm wasn't big enough for programs like Asana, Instagram, or Trello, and not so big to spend $10,000 up front for some integrated software. I wanted a software that could do dashboard and Kanban views, Gantt charts, serve as an internet for the company, and resource loading. Then I discovered Smartsheets for Architects. Interested in how Smartsheets for Architects helped me? Go to www.smartsheet4architects.com and enter in ArcusPoly in the promo code to receive 10% off the course. Save yourself hours of guesswork from dealing with conflicted spreadsheets. I think part of it too is that being a way, talking about work, I think it creates better bonding with the team. It's, you have to have communication, there's no other option. And in architecture, you always have communication, right? With your team, but now it's like constantly having uh -huh. communication. And I think it's, it's positive. It, I don't see any problems lately with, at least with my team, everybody's working hard. I mean, they do have young kids as well. Oh. And I mean, you have to be understandable whenever they, the kid is not feeling okay or the other one, you can hear kids in the background. I mean, it's, it's what it is. You, oh. We just need to be open to it and accept it, I think. And, and everybody, if, if it, everybody accepts it, then every, everything would just fit in place, I think. Do you guys think that this whole work from home thing could be the norm? Would you go to a firm that says, hey, we only work from home. We go to office once a week. Would you be okay with that or? Uh, I'm an introvert. I would love it. <laughs> I would like it too. I mean, honestly, I commute a lot. My commute is pretty, in the afternoon, it's a killing. Even though I leave at the office at 3.30, it's, it's really rough driving through 4.95. So I, I would absolutely love to work from home more days. Oh, I, I think my balance, my balance would be two days working from home, three days in the office. Because yes, I, I still need to see people, need to socialize. And let's, let's face it, at least in the architectural office culture, FaceTime is extremely important and people need to know you in these companies that we work. They need to see your face. If you're the one staying home, working from home, being a mom, you're not going anywhere. And now say, a, you are absolutely right. Yeah. There's like, now it's okay. Everyone is working from home, but they're still like on our, software the, that we use there's still a group for people to chat and talk about whatever they did and what they're doing mm -hmm. there's still this effort to socialize even in lockdown 
Um, yeah, our office, like in this case, our office is organizing trivia nights, X days of like, I think every two weeks or something. And, and on the Zoom chats, they're doing, what is your DIY project that you did in your house? Put a picture and show your office. Or they have like different types of ideas throughout to keep us all connected, which is very nice. I unfortunately haven't joined the trivia nights. So, so that doesn't happen to me, but anyway. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same. I just, but that's how it was before, right? You, you didn't have time to hang out after work because you have to go home to see your kids and to see your family. Like, that's just. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same, yeah. I didn't go to happy hours before. (laughs) I'm not going to happy hours now. Right. Because it's, it's still the same schedule. It's, there's still a yep. schedule. Work's over. I got to go and yeah, yeah. switch up or whatever. And there's another low that we have. Is just, yeah, I don't know how you guys are doing with this. Just going shopping is a, a hassle. Just finding food, finding flour. I was so happy a week ago because I managed to buy some cleaning products. Wow, and where? Oh, Amazon. I was like scouting yeah. Amazon and I managed to put an order and it took me like 20 days to receive some cleaning products. And I, I mean, it made my day. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't managed to buy toilet paper yet, but <laughs> that's, that's my next one. I know. So everything, it's scouting like who, where can you get a delivery for your groceries? Can you, you get someone to deliver stuff? where where can I find chicken it's just and we're okay I haven't been out for shopping for a while because we've been managed to get slots on Peapod but actually I should get one maybe I can get one in two weeks if I get it now so that's all the slowed of like how to keep the house running and uh, this is I'm very lucky to be able to afford twice a week, um, every two weeks to have someone to help clean the house, but not anymore. So there's another one that just like... Keeping the house clean. I, I am not. I'm failing miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me only. Um, Amazon, they have Whole Foods. And so we had to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning to get a slot Yes, I did that last week. I got yeah. some. <laughs> it was just like, and so all the things, so we will load up the cart with stuff. Mm-hmm. And every time we look, our cart just dwindles. So we'll have 40 items. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like 20 items. But I'm like, I don't care. So I'm just like clicking so they can deliver it. So it's a surprise. What came and what didn't come? Oh, wow. Exactly. It's like, oh my God, actually, I got 70% of my order today. I'm so yeah. happy. Right. <laughs> we haven't tried ordering online. So who's go- who goes out? Mike. Mike. My, uh, he's been going out like every, mainly to buy fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Or if we run out of bread or, or milk, because our kids drink. I mean, there's three little kids. They drink a lot of milk. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so we, and eggs. So we, he goes out late, late night, like he goes at 10.30 p.m. And he has been saying that there's not a lot of people there. He's, he's barely saying that it's either at other people shopping, like maybe four or five, and whoever's in the cashier. And 
there's plenty of space. I mean, there's always no paper products, but no. we'll eventually we'll have to make it to Target and maybe get there at six o'clock in the morning or I don't know what the seniors are an hour, but whenever that shipment comes. Yeah. Yeah. So would you do you guys have any advice for anybody? I would just say take a deep breath. I mean, this is going for the long run and might as well accept what it is and enjoy the time that you are at home. I I don't know, it might be harder if you are having I guess I'm having a good time or I mean, no, I mean, yes and no. It's always a struggle. I'm not going to say it's easy, but might as well switch the coin and say, this is better than us one of us getting sick or having to commute or have to go work outside my house, you know? Oh, how was the hospital? I know Maya, is she still in a, she's still in a cast, right? She still has a cast. Yeah. So a month ago, she broke her arm. She fell from the monkey bars that we have in our backyard. And so we took her to Children's Hospital. They, it took forever. We got there at 5 p.m. and we arrived home at 4 a.m. in the morning. And it was just me and her. I was putting hand sanitizer over everywhere she, she was touching and anything. And, and now, actually, they're taking the cast off on Monday. And then we were trying to avoid going to the, the hospital. Even we called the doctor's office and they say, can we remove it from home and just soak it in water? And, you know, you can do the tele, tele doc kind of thing. And the doctor was like, no, you have to come in. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm fine. But they did call us and ask us if anybody was feeling sick or he had a fever. And I'm like, no, we are all being home for 20 something days. Everybody's been good and they said only one parent is allowed and only the child could come and so mike is taking her tomorrow or monday and and probably she's gonna get an x-ray and making sure that everything is fine so i have to finish their masks because <laughs> i'm sewing too <laughs> so yeah i mean that's what it is yeah how about you Anta? any advice be kind to your partner. Because <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. I'm trying that one. Because it's, there's something weird of having these staggered, staggered um, schedules that we just don't see each other. And sometimes we cross paths and say, hi, hi, bye, bye. And, <laughs> and it's just I, I I see this people are talking about the corona virus divorce rate maybe <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> so it's and it's the only adult I hang out with. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know what? Mike did the other day some happy hours with his friends. Uh in, in uh, over Zoom, and then I did the other day with my friend, so it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be creative, there is no other way. <laughs> should do that. Let's have an happy hour. No, it's it's true, it's just I, I do feel like we, we kind of balance each other when he's when he's up and okay, I'm down, and when he's down, I'm up. So we're trying to lift each other's morale and just check in with each other a lot and try to like to share the load. Is, best as we can 
But yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy. It's not easy. And I, in terms of work, I mean, this is more for the offices, right? I know that everyone is struggling. Everyone's struggling to keep our jobs. I'm really thankful yeah. that I still work. And I'm happy that my, actually my project leader, he's been pretty good telling me, okay, don't work so much. Just take some time off. We don't want you to burn out. Uh, they're being pretty okay to parents, but I, I hope that they realize that this is, this is a triple load. This is a triple load. And everyone is doing their job the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep that in mind. And, and yeah, go out and uh, do some exercise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is, it is busy. You have to be, or in a way you have to be organized. Um, It is, it is a juggle to manage a house, keep everyone happy and safe and, and decently sort of clean, um, cook, put them to bed. I mean, they're still dependent of us. There, there's, there's smaller children, but I mean, I don't know what the situation would be with a teenager or a 20 year old. Or a baby. I had very, oh. my, both my babies, they were very demanding babies. Right. No way I could have done this. With, right. With, or toddlers when they're like, they just want to find ways to kill themselves. Now they're always hurting themselves. It's just no way you can work like that. So it's, it's, and it, it, it hurts too that you don't have people because normally you would have people helping you. It's not just you and your spouse. Yeah, that, that's all gone. Yeah. You cannot have anyone at home to help you. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And I always, you know, I always have my mom around to help, my in laws to help, there's babysitters to help, and no one is allowed anymore. How's your extended family? Like, how's your mom? How's oh. your... So my mom, it was it was pretty hard for me when she had to leave. She was supposed to stay here until Easter. But she left May 9th, just before things got really bad. March. Yeah, March. Yes, yeah. not May. She left super early. We weren't very happy about it. It was really hard to say goodbye in the airport. And now she, she lives by herself in Lisbon and she's there in her flat and I call her all the time to tell her not to see people. So we're, and I'm trying to really, that's another thing is just, you have to try and talk to your parents all the time because especially my mom, she's alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to get into depression or anything. So we need to keep the communication going. Have, have you been checking out Portugal's numbers at all? Or? Portugal, for some miracle, is doing fine. And it's thing because it's kind of an isolated country. We just have border with Spain. And people reacted pretty early with before getting the numbers were too high in terms of uh, infections. And uh, they've been managing to keep them low. Are they on lockdown or...? They are in lockdown. They're in lockdown. They're talking about what to do now, how to open, because it didn't get as bad as Spain or Italy. It was strangely okay. Not good news. Mm-hmm. 
So that that's good. That makes me feel much better. But then I have family all over the place. I have my brother in Sweden, where his kid was still going to daycare until like two weeks ago. Mm. They're okay. I have family in Africa and Angola and Guinea-Bissau, and they they had to to leave because for, for, for several reasons. The reason like there's no healthcare at all. And there was the fear of unrest go if if people were starting getting sick. So it's been like checking my aunties and my my cousins and where are you gonna live? Are you gonna leave? Are you gonna go? Are you flying? What you're doing? So there was a little bit of stress on that. And then, you know, my husband's family is all in Belgium and they're they're all okay. So everyone is in lockdown everyone's struggling and we're we're worried about the older folks right mm-hmm. yeah it's with all this you know, preconditions right. the list of preconditions just goes on and on and on yeah i'm lucky my parents are are, are also in lockdown they're just at home my dad just recently retired so that's good they're doing good yeah I wish they could just, I don't know, do a little bit of more exercise. I mean, they're old. They're not older, but they're... Are they able to, like, go for walks and stuff where they live? No, I I mean, no, but they do have a treadmill at home. Okay. So, nice. so yeah, so, or I think a bike, too. I don't know. <clears throat> but I try to encourage them to get to it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's just you can't you can't tell parents what to do. I, I learned that lesson. Yeah, I learned that lesson. Like, especially with my mom. It's just like at some point she told me, "Okay, sorry, I'm too old for you to tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever I want. I lived enough. <laughs> Leave me alone." Yeah. And Mike's family are okay. Yeah, everybody's fine. They're 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 doing good. They're in Colorado. They seem to be. Not none. Everything seems to be fine. They be, they don't go out as much, but they're they're they've been at home. They've been staying healthy. So everything everything. Luckily, we have not heard from any anybody close to us or friend or whatever that has gotten sick. I think we we have been lucky in that way. So my mom is a home health aide. So she's an essential worker. Yeah. Um, so my sister and I had to convince her to not go to work because my mom doesn't drive. She takes public transportation Yeah. and her office even called her in and we were like, no, you're not going. Cause my mom, my mom's 74, about to be 75 this year. And her patients are like her age. And so she, she goes or younger. And so she goes into these people's homes and I'm just like, yeah. you can't protect yourself when you go to someone's home. Because mm-hmm. you know the situation, you don't know them. You don't know who's been in, who's been out. I mean, I understand you need caretakers to tend to people who can't tend to themselves. But it's like nursing homes. Do you risk your own life for others? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't answer that question at all. Right. Um, but it really hits home when it's your mom. That's true. And you're like, mom, don't, don't 
don't do it. So she's not going. And I'm thinking she's using her PTO. Or I, I really don't know. I, I've been afraid to ask, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, she said she, oh, you know, I'm just using my time. But it's been a while, so I haven't asked her yet if she's going to. Because we, we really want her to retire. She's so close, you know. And I don't want her to retire and get sick. Yeah, that's awful. You know, whatever. That's the last thing. I mean, even with with the kids, some like some of the some parents that are sending their kids to daycare because they're essential workers. Like we could have our nanny come in too, but there's a point that you have to say, well, what's happening here? try to keep and it's because our youngest had an asthma attack at some point not mm -hmm. like two months ago or before this craziness started and we're like we can't afford to have him an, an asthma attack yeah. at this point so so we're just kind of trying to keep ourselves shield a lot yeah that that was my main scare so that's why i stayed mm -hmm. home earlier than anyone else in my office as the kids have asthma and I've seen really bad asthma attacks with normal cold viruses. You don't need to go yeah. all the way to the specific one and they're pretty bad. And we just, just need to shield them and okay. shield us because we need to take care of them. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not exactly like because like you, Anta, I don't have family in town. It's just Mike and I and the kids. Right. We we at some point we're thinking, okay, if if both of us get sick, who's gonna take care of our kids? Right. We need to ask some friends to come here and like take our kids away. And hey, and by the way, you take our kids, and you might get sick too because we all, you know, theoretically everyone is infected. Yeah. it's a risk that you can't afford. Like, how do you send three? And in my case, how do I send three kids if both of us get sick to another household? You know, it's. And get the household sick too. Right. right. It's, it's something that you don't even want to think about. No. At, at some point, Carolina asked me, okay, mom, if, if you and I get sick, we have to take care of you. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. Oh, I never answer that, that comment. I don't know. I deflected it. Right? <laughs> oh. Uh, so... Uh, we're, I mean, we have been we're all healthy, but all these like terrible scenarios that flow in my head. Mm -hmm. That keeps you up at night sometimes, you know? So do you guys have any strategy for when the office reopens? Can you think about it? No, I don't. I, I think something, it was mentioned I hope they really, everybody takes it seriously and, and don't let everyone get out like that in the world, just because we have to be cautious no matter what. When I go back to the office, I'm going to be probably wearing a mask and cleaning everywhere and washing my hands like 20 times. Um, like my hands are falling apart of how much I've been washing them. I don't it's know yours, but I'm feeling like now. My hands are alcohol. Like it's just... This is alcohol. Yeah. Now they're healing, but they were. It was really painful. I had like everything hurt. My skin yeah, cracks, and yeah, if you don't lotion afterwards, or 
I, I get I get scared about that because that was my low point. It was all the anxiety of actually going to yeah. the office. I think I, I was like that at the beginning. I was worrying that I was still going out or that Mike was still going out to his office. Even though everybody in his office was working from home, he was just going to the office because he was alone there and he could work better when the nanny was still here. But But... I think we gotta be very careful and very cautious when we all have to go back. It's not like, like we can just hog each other again. No. Like, yeah, no. I mean, I'm thinking this time next year we'll be okay. Hopefully, yes. I hope, I, I think so too, because I think that that's, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I'm not I don't know either. or anything, but. I mean, I, I had a new, a new, two new people started and one person is very anxious for us to go back. And DC uh, extended their stay at home till May 15th. And so he's like, yes, May 15th. That's when everybody's back. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm coming back just because they lifted. it. What does that mean? True. Yeah, no. I mean, it's one thing. I hop in my car. I drive to work, park my car, go into the office, right? Yeah. This is me. And then clean my space. I don't know you. People come in and out the office, whatever. People bring stuff. Like, I don't know. There's just certain things that I can control. Mm-hmm. I can't control other people. And I can't control the environment that's not mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not testing anybody. I could have had it and I have the antibodies or whatever. So then if I know that, then I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I'm great. But nobody knows. And that's the killer part. Yeah. So I don't know if I told you guys this, but there is an NIH testing. They want to be, if everybody that's been healthy, they can, I think you just need to email a specific email, I should give you the information, Melissa, mm-hmm. because they're asking for people that have been healthy, what kind of antibodies they have. Just, I mean, this is a trial that they're trying to study. Anyway, so I email myself. I haven't received any, any confirmation back or anything, but it might be a good way to start phasing into, I mean, they were supposed to be getting a kid and I guess get a pinch of blood sample or something like that and you send it back okay that sounds good. and yeah so I mean it's a starting point right I just need to make sure that if I had it and I was asymptomatic that at least I'm good and if mm-hmm. I got it maybe Mike had it or the kids had it who knows but mm-hmm. but might as well be know what you're facing either you had it or not had it and it's a way to protect everyone else it's the unknown. One last question, guys. So how do you think the architectural profession can respond to the pandemic? Do you think that they can respond to it? I, I... You mean like trying to convert hotels? Um... So my, so we have an office in New York. And they're quite involved in making these turning buildings into hospitals. And there's a there's a couple of projects like that in my office, which I think it's important. They have a healthcare component there. There's the 3D printing of masks and all that. 
in the office? Yes, so they put a 3D printer, they, they loan it to some company that's printing protective uh, material for health workers. There's two of the, there's the long-term implications that I personally think that we should start thinking about. One is the profession itself. And I mean, the new generation and how can we help the new kids coming out of schools now facing this crazy recession? Because we had the same in 2009 and that was like, it was awful for, there's a missing middle currently. There's some people, there's skills that you cannot find in the market. And I think it's linked to the recession, how people gave up on architectural back then. Uh And we should try not to do the same. I don't know how, but we especially when there's more layoffs, we have to be careful. You're not making sure, okay, these, all these kids, all these young folks that don't have enough experience, let's kick them out because uh, we cannot afford it. And then in a couple of years, there's no one to do the work. And that's extinction for us. And the other thing is, in terms of architectural theory and in terms of designing cities, how people are thinking, oh, density is bad because of the virus. I'm a bit scared that that might be the thought process going forward. I hope not. I hope not. But I, I hear some, okay, how, how, this, how the pandemic is reflected in design. How can we design buildings with this in mind? And I'm a bit scared that means keeping people apart. I mean, I'm glad you guys are doing that research because I don't have the time right now <laughs> to do it. <laughs> like, seriously, it's very busy at home. It's, it's very, very busy. And obviously having to put time to get your work done because we don't, do, we don't want to go to a recession. You still have to be productive. True. And, and these are thoughts. This is, a, I, I don't even read the articles. It's the title. And, I think, and, then, and then you formulate what? Yes. <laughs> In my head while I'm doing the dishes. By the way, my dishwasher is broken. So I'm doing lots of dishes. So what I'm getting that you guys are saying is, it's not so much of the situation itself. It's not so much just the pandemic itself. It's it's how it's affecting architecture, which is a valid point because no one, I mean, no, that's not true. People are talking about it. It's just in terms of black and brown folks, I think that our priorities are more towards staying healthy and feeding our oh. ourselves and our loved ones. Not to say that nobody else is thinking about this. It's just we are usually the ones in the forefront. We're the bus drivers. We're, we're the essential workers. And we, we are working because we have to work like there's no we don't have that luxury and so i think that your point onto of the recession and you hear people taking pay cuts you hear people getting furloughed and laid off 
it's like our profession is so fragile. Like as yeah. soon generate, as soon as there's a sneeze, then that's it, you know? And tying this to all this effort of diversity that all these companies are doing, everyone talking about diversity, how important to have different voices. Anything to do, like last recession, black, brown women, first ones out of the door. So we have to keep an eye on that because all these gains we've done, they're all going down the drain. Everything that we achieved in terms of getting more representation in the profession, well, because we are fra more fragile, black and brown people are more fragile because we don't have the wealth, because we don't have the support that other people have, we're probably the first ones to be dispensable. And I hope that doesn't happen, but we should, we should be vigilant. I think something to learn from this situation that it's very important for everyone to see is how we have been, in this case, women, moms, how we've been managing to run a house, obviously with the help of our spouses, and still get things done. Mm -hmm. I think that, is, that is, says a lot to be that it's important that moms, women, parents are, are definitely getting better, are being organized, getting things the is, done. The work is being done, right? Yeah. And that's amazing. I, I'm still, <laughs> I find it amazing. We, we, got, we got a set out this week. How the hell does, we have two moms in the team. Yeah. Uh, how do we achieve this? It's right. Amazing. So yeah, talking about deadlines. So we have a DD coming up on May 1st and permit comments are still going, you know, and my other two team members are, are guys. They do have young children and my team has been amazing. I mean, we are working a lot. We're being productive. We are getting probably extending time time hours is because now we can do it with working from home but we are getting things done and it's really good communication is is good and i think that is something that that is better than maybe it was good being in an office face to face but i think now we're like 110 percent better i think i think so too Cause there's no, there's no chit chat. I agree. I, I am more productive at home than I am in the office. I feel like I have my, my quiet hours yeah. because they're precious, right? Cause I don't have that many of them. Then I really need to do my work. <laughs> right. <laughs> and those are fantastic. Those are great. That's that six, six thirty to ten thirty AM. But then, you know, you get into trying to work with the kids around. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's the period. Because we, we do have, we do have uh, team members in L.A., so the hours are kind of crazy. 
and that's what I, I, I feel bad. The part I feel I'm not performing as well is doing the meetings and making sure, especially if I'm being interrupted, making sure I'm clear in what I'm saying, uh, making sure I'm present. It's pretty hard. Especially a meeting that you have all the consultants and you have to be on top of things. Yeah. Not easy. Not easy at all. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've seen too. I mean, I have to be on top of things no matter what, if I'm managing the team and the project and trying to get things done, coordinated with yeah. consultants that's consultants and get the ball moving for the project to get out right it takes it takes a lot of meetings and then it take it cuts some of your productive time but then you have to make it work somehow and get it to so we we basically get the client happy you no know, that's that's the that's the end of the day of what we do in architecture we have to get our done, work done get a good set out we don't want to lose clients and Kind of avoid it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we're lucky that in our case, our project is still running. Yeah, so is ours, and and the client is pretty motivated. Right. And we want to keep it like that because it's a huge project, and if it falls, it's not only me that is going out. It's a big, big team with people from from different offices so we need to keep this thing going no matter what and yeah there's a sense of responsibility because I, I I know there's a couple of projects that have been put on hold not that many especially DC office seems to be healthy so far but there's like double responsibility to deliver a good job yeah I, I, I I could agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, DC schools will close May 29, last day of remote distance learning. And, and that's it. There's no going back for the school year. And then they're saying they're going to start the next year three weeks earlier. That is the plan now. So there's no school. Until till let's say mid-August. So what do you guys want to do for the summer? Oh, Get a pool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you usually plan like what you do for the summer now, right? Or no, we had a plan. We had tickets. We had a big, fantastic plan for this summer. We were gonna take going back to Europe. My husband would take some time off to go earlier to Belgium with the kids. So the kids would be out of the country for five weeks because we would kind of stagger things a little bit. I'm going to see my family. I'm going to meet, I will go and meet my niece that she's going to turn one year old. I'm very excited. And we got the tickets. Now they're not refundable. I don't know what to do about that. Hey, we, we, we had to cancel our vacation in April. Um, we were going to Cancun first and then to Mexico for 10 days, 15 so days. Sorry. I know, I know we were so bummed. Like the kids are still asking, when are we going to go to the beach? <laughs> sorry. I don't know when, maybe next year. And we were able to cancel our, 
I mean, they ask us to basically set up a date for the new trip, but at least we didn't lose the money. We just eventually will have to plan a trip to go. That might happen when, when it gets to the point that, okay, if you're going to travel in July, it's still not safe to travel. So we might have, right now it's still hanging. But my main issue now is the summer camps because yeah. we're into, we only have one summer camp this year and, and there's, we're trying to communicate and see, okay, is it still happening, not happening? If it doesn't happen, what the hell are we going to do? Yeah. I mean, it must have to happen the same way the school is going now with the Zoom meetings again in a different Zoom camp. No, no, we're tired. We want to go out. We're going to go to the swimming pool. We're going to know everyone needs to learn how to swim and have activities and have fun. Yeah. You might, I'm, I'm talking with my husband. He's going to get another surge at work and I might take like two in two weeks to work half time. Something if, if my team agrees to try model and to try not to go crazy. So that's how I'm using my PTO now. It's maybe one day every two weeks and then I have a half break and it's just have a break to take care of the kids, basically. So when it's time actually to have a proper vacation, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to be. Or I'll cross that bridge later. Uh, we, uh, we haven't actually thought about summer camps. We're just taking one day at a time. One day at a time. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope we can, I hope I can go to a swimming pool during summer. So. Get a pool, Anta. <laughs> <laughs> My backyard is small and it's full of mosquitoes. It's ridiculous. Well, get, a, get one of those tents. Probably <laughs> oh, have yeah, to get the that. little mosquito tent and they get a little tiny pool. There you go. We just solved your problem. Thank you. Your, your, your feet will be swimming soon. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying, that we probably need, our, we need to do some mosquito remediation at some point here because it's, it's, it's heavy, mosquito-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, we have a pool in Maryland that we go during summer. So I just don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking that they're going to open <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm scared. I don't know. We'll have to ch- have that conversation when we get yeah. to that point. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm going to need something. I don't know. Especially during summer. What about, so So this is what we did last, uh, I think a couple of summer ago. We ordered one of those screens, like movie screens. We had a nail in the backyard we have a movie nights we got a projector and the computer and everything is bluetooth now so internet and then you have a movie night out in the summertime and it's it's whatever screen like i think it was a 30 dollar thing in amazon and that's something different for the kids and they enjoy it popcorn as long as we yeah if i get rid of the mosquitoes it's a lot that can be done. Yeah. Well, our yeah. problem is wasps. We have wasps. Oh, wow. Like every year, it never fails. We have wasps. Really? Yeah. And he uses bleach. He kills wow. the grass every year <laughs> trying to remedy this thing. 
And um, they eventually go away, I think. Oh, I just don't go in the backyard anymore. <laughs> I remember. And you get some wood to remove it? This best control. They live in the ground. I really don't know. Oh wow! It's not like a nest somewhere. No, these are they. They burrow and interesting. Like some hive or whatever. I remember I I I asked Julian about it. He was like, "You need to burn the dirt or something crazy." He said. <laughs> or what about something that smells that get them out? I mean, I don't know. He he said, and this is true. You could drown them, like they they don't come out when the ground is wet. So when it's like dry, like there's a drought, yeah. they like they're everywhere, and they're all hovering in the grass. So like you go there, wait, and then you see this little whole oh bunch God. of them like low, like on the ground, and they see you, and they're like, and you're like, die, I'm gone. So. I don't know what we're going to do. We need to put a fence up. And that's another thing, too. I don't mind hiring a contractor to put up a fence. They're outside. I'm inside. I could send them the payment. I could look out the window to see what they're doing. And that's it. There's other stuff we have to do around the house. Like, got there's some lighting we want to put up and other little things. But I can't have anybody in this house. Yeah, I mean, we thought about repainting the upstairs, but there's no time. I mean, my backyard is a mess right now. It's a huge mess. And I just, well, maybe one of those days I'm not working so many hours, I, I'll just clean it up, get the kids, and we'll clean it up. And maybe get some, you know, some toys and a swimming pool, whatever. A sandbox. <laughs> sandbox. <laughs> Something that can keep us entertained. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a crazy mess. So, so let me tell you what we did. I'm going to show you now that you're saying something that you need to do. So because Maya broke her arm, her bike, she's not been using her bike. So we put her bike on shoes. Oh, and shoes. Yeah, so and they now have a, a bike. So they get so Yeah, and then they still can bike. And then you put the Peloton, the app, and they are racing <laughs> and getting tired. <laughs> you gotta be creative. That is Oh man, that's so cool. Okay, so you put Maya's bike that has training wheels. Yes. You put exactly. the training wheels in shoes. Right. This, this are my, it's our old tennis shoes, basically. And you just, you just go with it. And it raises it up enough yeah. so the back wheel Doesn't move. isn't touching the ground. So yep. when she pedals, it's like a standing bike or whatever. Yep. I should have done that. I should have put training wheels on my bike. I know, right? Instead, Instead of spending so much money. Three hundred dollars. I know. For that know. guy right there. That's nice. You know what? I mean, I haven't been able to get on the bike since we closed, like since all this coronavirus stuff. I just haven't had the time. And I keep telling Mike, I need to get in the bike like on the bike because I need to release some of the stress out. Mm -hmm. 
like I'm exhausted, but I need that extra endorphins. Can you but I haven't been able to do it. So I'm hoping that try it every weekend, at least every weekend. Get in the Can you bike. do it tonight? Yeah. I should. I, that's what's keeping me sane is actually exercising and i and i'm i'm a dance person so my my dance classes are online now the teachers are online and they do zoom meeting and i do two things like saturdays and maybe once a, during the weekday i can do it by myself and other times i i mean the kids watch watch cartoons and i turn the tv on and i do it in the living room yeah. Or outside in the backyard, which you know, I'm sure my neighbors love it because <laughs> it's really funny to see me. But it's keeping me sane. I bought a step, and there's a bunch of step classes on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. And it, it gives me energy and keeps the anxiety away, seriously. Otherwise, I don't know. Peloton oh, has a cardio, a dance cardio thing. Have you tried that? Have you seen it? No, they, I think they started with the cardio classes on Peloton by the time we were starting to get head around here. So I don't think there was, I mean, on the Peloton Facebook group, yes, they were talking about it and I meant to get on it, but we've been kind of trying to visit, trying to juggle how we were going to do, bring things from the office, work extra hours, make sure that you have enough groceries for a family with children and it's just it's just it's just been very busy honestly i haven't i haven't been able to get to that yet i hope now that things are sort of starting to get into a into a routine hopefully i will be able to get on the bike or do some other exercise other than eating <laughs> I, I I really I, I think that that especially that period, that very low period that I was so anxious in the beginning. Yeah. Then I, I really started you know any opportunities, good opportunity for dancing, because that's kind of easier. You can dance and do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any time wait with the kid the kids playing in the backyard just pop up the ipad and there's there's some video somewhere yeah mm -hmm. so. all right guys thank you so much well stay healthy yeah, yeah you too yeah let's have a happy hour <laughs> we yeah we'll, we'll do a happy hour maybe this time next it'll be afternoon happy hour or something like that anytime <laughs> is a good time i just need to get some some alcohol because i think we're running out <laughs> That's another problem. That's another problem. That's yeah. another problem. It's really hard. Then how can you justify yourself? I'll go to the liquor store and see people just to get. You can do it online. Actually, you were looking into it. The problem is you have to order six bottles and you have to spend like $150 or something. Oh man, I'd rather spend that in the stuff for the kids in the backyard. <laughs> Crazy. But I mean, you get a whole case you know, that'll last you. It keeps you settled for a while, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't have to go out, you know, it's a delivery, but, because yeah. we looked into it, but he was like, I'm not spending all that money. I was like, well, when you keep running back and forth, you end up spending. That's true. That's probably, you can end up spending the same amount of money mm -hmm. when you go to the shop. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Anta. Thank Bye -bye. you, Neil. Thank you for the opportunity. It was fun.
Bye. 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 Hey listeners, I have an exciting announcement. I decided to launch a membership program for the show where you have a chance to support me and the show directly. I love creating the show and it means the world to me that you all tune in to keep hearing me week after week, but it takes an immense amount of time and energy to produce. I want to keep the show going and I want to invest in its growth. And I also want you to become a partner with me in this journey. That's why I'm excited to give you a chance to officially become a supporter of the show at glow.fm slash archispolly, A-R-C-H-I-S-P-O-L-L-Y, or by clicking the link in the show notes. It's quick and easy. It takes less than 30 seconds and just takes clicking a link in the show notes and using Apple or Google Pay. You don't have to create any new logins and you can contribute as much or as little as you like. If this show is part of your day or week and you like what I'm doing, then visit glow.fm slash archespolly, all one word, and support me and the show in any way you can today.